Deep in the heart of Appalachia, guys set on a quest to create the greatest podcast. Uh, sorry, dude. I thought we agreed on the correct pronunciation of Appalachia. No, dude. We, we've talked about this. We've talked about this over and over and over. It's, it's pronounced Appalachia. Listen, freaking angels and the women got together. That's how we got Bigfoot. That's how we got vampires. That's why we got all of this stuff. These ancient Appalachian mountains that are literally older than bones. There's old entities here. You start finding out more about them, they start finding out more about you. Good Lord, sir. (laughs) This goose has gone rabbit. You think you're just going to run up with your little sword on the king of the goose squad? Listen, the old entities of Middle Appalachia are unexplainable. Mm. They are eerie. Breach. And they are one of these things that will keep us, the hill folks, and the people who live in the area constantly searching for answers. Mm that they probably will never, ever find. And this is why we love Appalachian Intelligence. Hey there, Hill Folk, and welcome back to another episode of Appalachian Intelligence. We are extremely, extremely thankful that you guys could join us again for another week, for another edition of AI. With you tonight, your hosts, Justin, Ryan, and Lance. Ryan, Lance, how you boys doing tonight? Fantastic. So good. It so almost good. seemed like he forgot our names for a minute, didn't it? We're just, we're the, we're the B-roll. He's, he's a high roller now. He's just, just the lackeys. I mean, y'all are like, if this is a feature film, y'all are like secondary characters at best. Oh, we're dead already. We're dead. It's a year and a half in. You killed us off and replaced us. He actually used me to kill you and he killed me and yeah. covered it up. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Y'all know better. Y'all know better than that mess. Suicide. You know better than that mess. All right. So as you guys have heard by now, we have a little different intro. Uh, so you might I add before? Yes, Justin, because before I mean, because you're not going to give yourself enough credit for this. Ryan, I think you'll agree by saying this. I know that took some painstaking hours because neither of us or neither of the three of us are by no means professional editors were very good at pretty much anything other than just talking about crazy stuff all the time. I'm not really very good at that. Yes, um, correct. But you, you sent that to me and I was like, Poof. it was really, really good. So job well done, Justin Hill folk guys. That was all Justin. Ryan, I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> Absolutely nothing to do with that. Uh, that was jo- He did a wonderful job. It was I fantastic, but well done, but it was, it was great. I, I actually just let my wife listen to it. Because one of the reasons, one of the things she said when we first kind of got that first intro, she was like, oh, that's really cool, but that's kind of long. And I was like, well, yeah, it kind of is. And so I let her listen to this one. She was like, that was awesome. So we got high praise from Haley, too. So that's, 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 that's hard to do. Well, good. I appreciate that, boys. I really do. I mean, it's just something that kind of clicked and took a little while, but, you know, it's something I wanted to kind of get to and. That's the finished product. So I'm glad you guys like it. Hill folk, I hope you guys like it and let us get a little feedback on it. If you do enjoy it, let us know. If you don't enjoy it, let us know that too. I mean, we're probably not going to change it, but you can let us know that you don't like it. We, we won't hurt our feelings. 
But no, I really do appreciate that. But what I was going to say is with the new intro, you know, we're not sharing all of our stuff. So we'll take care of that really quickly here at the first. Uh, you can check us out on all of our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. You can go over and check out our Patreon. We've got some bonus content over there. We have the Hollerback episodes over there. We have monthly powwows for the sibling tier. Um, it goes on over there. Some polls where you can pick our topics for upcoming episodes. Uh, a bunch of different stuff going on over at Patreon. So you guys can go check that out if you feel led to do so at patreon.com slash Appalachian underscore intelligence. You can send us your stories, your experiences, your requests to come on for interviews at Appalachian Intelligence at gmail.com. You can subscribe to our YouTube. Check us out over there. Uh, most importantly, more importantly than anything at all, share the show. Share the show however you're most comfortable sharing it. We would greatly appreciate it. And be sure to keep leaving those five-star ratings and reviews because they help tremendously. And speaking of those five-star reviews, we're going to read one off today. So this week's five-star review comes from BG6171. It says, new favorite podcast, five stars. Hey, guys, heard you on Only Conspiracies with Sam Tripoli and started to listen to some of y'all's podcast. This show was right up my alley, and I love the weirdness. You guys should do an episode on the Whitaker family. It's not conspiracy-related, but it's some weird stuff that is happening in the mountains of West Virginia. Keep up the good work. Brad from Michigan. So, Brad from Michigan, we greatly appreciate that five-star review. And a huge shout-out to our boy, Sam Tripoli. Yeah, how about that, huh? Thanks for having us on. I'm glad that's how you found us. We had a great time with Sam recording, talking to him for a little bit. I'm glad you found us that way. And, uh, again, thanks for the review. That's awesome. We appreciate it. Yeah. I think it's time to go on tinfoil hat now. Your fans love us. <laughs> yeah, Sam, if you're hearing this, bring us on the big show, son. Come on. What are you waiting for? Yeah. But anyway, we'll go ahead and jump into the meat of this episode today. With us tonight, we have an extremely special guest. This lady is interconnected, and it's a long story about how we started. Actually, you know what? I'm going to share it because it was pretty cool. So I was down here camping, as you guys have heard, you know, for a whole lot of, of the time. I do a lot of camping. And there was an event going on at the campground the day that I was pulling out. And a good friend of mine and Lance's we went to school with, played ball together. Um, he came by, and he's actually uh, he's an inspector, and he was coming around to check out some food trucks. You know, not the most well-liked person at the campground that day. But he came through, and he hollered at me, you know, rolled out, rolled down the window, and we started talking about the podcast. Uh, you know, he's been listening for a while. He's been a big fan of the show, and, and we appreciate him for that. And he was telling me, he said, you know, I got my sister-in-law turned on to the podcast. I said, well, that's awesome, dude. That's great. He said, yeah, and she's got a bunch of weird, creepy stories, too. She works in a hospital, and he starts telling me a few little things. And I was like, well, dude, tell her to email us or call us. or I mean, you've got my number. Tell her that you know, we want her to come share this stuff. And he was like, 
I'll call her right now. So <laughs> he calls his wife, which is our guest's sister. And whenever they answer, me just being a moron, I said, hey there, girls. Welcome to Appalachian Intelligence. <laughs> we just had a good time with it after that. But that's kind of how we got up. Um, our guest here sent me an email before her brother-in-law actually even got off the phone that day. So she already had it typed out and ready to go, which is the kind of commitment that I love to see. But she just needed that little extra push to push in. And I'm glad that everything worked out that day so that she pushed in and is on the show with us tonight. We have Kate. Kate, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. I thank you for being here. Yeah, absolutely. We're tickled to have you here. <laughs> yeah, the pleasure is definitely all ours. So, Kate, again, I kind of prefaced a little there. You've had some uh, some pretty weird experiences and encounters in your job in the place that that unfortunately you have to be at a, a whole lot of the time. So at this point in the show, this is what we always say. Hey, this is going to be your show. And then eventually at some point we'll take it back over. <laughs> we usually do. You don't know when that's coming, but it's coming. <laughs> Before we get started, right? Are you chasing your whiskey with water? Uh, yes, sir, because are, tomorrow... I'm, I'm glad you're taking care of yourself. I am. I'm trying to stay hydrated as I go, and I put ice in my whiskey. So, so proud of you. Um, he saw Kevin. Kevin on us. He saw tomorrow, Kevin. I have, a, I have a 4.30 tea time. He saw so. Kevin Garnett do it in a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm glad you're taking care of yourself. Kevin Garnett or not, he's a genius. He is. He is. Stay hydrated. Yeah, once you hit the 4-0, that's it. Hangovers yeah. are different. And I felt that like two years ago. Yeah. So, so now, now that we know that Ryan's taking care of himself and hydrating, good job, buddy. We got to have you around. Now, we're going to get to Kate. So, Kate... <laughs> Why don't you introduce yourself, tell the Hill folk a little bit about you and what you do and get into your stories. And you can tell these stories, you know, these experiences, however, in whatever order you want to. And uh, we'll just let it flow from here. So whenever you're ready. All right. Well, like they said, I'm Kate. And as far as telling about myself, I'm a simple person from Grundy, Virginia, and <laughs> I got out as fast as I could. <laughs> yeah, most people do. Most people do. So uh, I grew up in a very religious household. I'm still very religious to this day. I kind of told Justin a little in my email. Um, my father is a preacher, grew up in church my whole life, and any who are in your typical Southern Baptist in the hills churches, you know that this kind of thing does not exist. I grew up, ghosts are not real. Aliens are not real. None of this exists. We are just, we're here by ourselves and there might be a few demons sprinkled in because those can roam the earth. The Bible says so. But ghosts, not a thing. You die, you go to heaven, you go to hell, nothing in between. <laughs> That's all you got. So I grew up this way my whole life. I 
was always interested in it. I was the kid in the library that's checking out scary stories to tell in the dark and sitting there like a weirdo. Yes, <laughs> that was me. That was me too, Kate. <laughs> I, I was that weird child <laughs> and I loved horror movies still to this day. Um, I mean, it's on my TV right now. There's just a random horror movie that I'm not even watching <laughs> playing. So I was always that girl, but I, you asked me if I believed, no, I didn't believe anything at all. Fast forward about three years ago, I finished nursing school and I went to nursing school in Waz. So I moved from Waz to the Tri-Cities area, started my first job and I became a believer very quickly after that. <laughs> um, I guess I'll just go in order of how things happened. So I'd maybe been there a month or two at the hospital that I'm currently still at. And it just started like, I'm not shift. So it just started as shadows in the corner of my eye. And I'm like, you're tired. We're working 12 hour shifts. It's nothing. <laughs> you're hallucinating. If anything, it's, that's all you got. So it just kept, it kept kind of getting worse and worse. I'd be in a room look across the hall, see something moving in a different room. And I'd be like, your eyes are tired. I tried, when I tell you, I fought so hard (laughs) to be like, this is nothing. (laughs) Or I'm going to commit myself. (laughs) It was one or the other. (laughs) I did not want it to be anything. I'm still new there. I'm trying to make friends. I'm awkward and I've always had issues making friends. So I'm like, don't do this to yourself. Don't be this girl (laughs) that's seeing stuff. (laughs) Come on, Kate, don't mess this up for us. Yeah. Like we can't do this. (laughs) Keep it in. (laughs) Keep your crazy on the inside. (laughs) You're a winner. We've got it. (laughs) So I guess it's another month or so passes and I'm sitting at the front desk and I don't know how to explain it. It's like the wing that we're in, the front desk, and then there's like three halls that are shaped like this. So you can come to the front desk from any side, and I can see down all three halls from where I'm at. So I'm sitting there, and I'm typing on the computer. Um, One of the girls who actually precepted me was over me, was sitting next to me. And I just catch movement in the corner of my eye. So on instinct, I look up. And I see a full-fledged shadow coming out of the middle hallway, darts around the corner, goes down the back hallway. And I'm just sitting there looking like, now I can't play that away. <laughs> it it was there, whole thing, it moved, fluid. I was just sitting there staring. And I looked back down at my computer and I started talking again because I'm like, I'm not letting this girl see that I'm crazy right now. They're going to send me home. (laughs) So start typing and she literally taps me on the shoulder and she says, I know you saw that too. And I'm like, oh. Yes. (laughs) Confirmation. Woo, not crazy. (laughs) So I'm like, "It, it was there and it went, she's like, yeah. It explained the exact same thing that I saw, even though she was behind me. She, I mean, saw two different views of it. 
So she was like, do you see that stuff a lot? And I'm like, yeah, I thought I was going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, no, no, we see it all the time. And she's worked here for two years previous to me starting. So she starts telling me about how they have dubbed this figure, which we still call it to this day, the Reaper. It only ever shows up whenever there's a patient on the floor somewhere who is in that process of dying. Wow. That's interesting. Um, And it's, I don't know. I've listened to a lot of podcasts. You guys got me started on podcasts. I would never listen to a podcast until until yours. So when I started back in the winter, I just started, I started listening to yours and then I went on to hollow sky and (laughs) just branched out. I don't listen to music in my car anymore. I listen to podcasts. So it sounds like a gateway drug. Whenever I describe (laughs) What he sounds like, it sounds a lot like your typical shadow man that people see whenever they're having like sleep paralysis, minus the red eyes. So yeah. he he's tall, he's slender, appears to be wearing a suit, what you can tell. But as far as he goes, there's a top hat, no face. <laughs> it's just dark. And but it's the craziest thing because I can tell what direction he's facing. Oh, wow. I can tell it's, I know when he's looking at me, even though there are no eyes there. (laughs) That just gave me the chills. Yes. nuts. So we go fast forward again. Okay. Before we fast forward, before we fast forward. Yes. So, what you're talking right now is pretty much your your typical hat man that people talk about, you know, encountering when that's what they call it, the hat man. Yes. Uh, sometimes there's a lot of different styles of hats, but that's what you often hear is looks like he's in a suit with a, a some sort of top hat or something of yeah. the like. But what I think is really interesting and you mentioned our boys, our boys, Steve and Kyle over at Hollow Sky and listening to them. And they did a pretty deep dive. Kyle did, you know, two or three months ago, somewhere around there on, you know, shadow people and the hat man in particular. And there were so many instances and so many different people that theorized just how you're talking about this, that it was some sort of almost like a grim reaper entity. You know, we've had a guest on here before Josh Cutchin. He would call something like this, like a psychopomp, you know, something that's here to help the living on into the afterlife, you know, something to kind of lead them through and along. Now, most of these psychopomps kind of things throughout history They've been seen as these like loving, you know, caring. Sometimes it's animals. Sometimes it's, you know, a bunch of these different ancestors. And it's always some kind of love and all this different stuff. That's where it kind of ends with this whole hat man thing, because he might be there to help you into the afterlife. But I've never heard an account where somebody's like, oh, I saw this hat man. And dude, he just seemed like the sweetest, most kind, caring dude. You don't hear that. 
Well, you, no. would, uh, you, would, you would imagine like the angel of death would carry a sense of foreboding with it. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. And here's one thing that Kyle put forth that really I was like, holy crap. He said, you know, you see all of these old visages of the Grim Reaper, right? You know, we've all seen that the big black robe and the, the skull head and the gigantic scythe that he's carrying around. But what if, you know, what if that just got outdated? What if this, what if the Reaper entity, what this looks like, what if it just takes it a while to catch up with the times? And now we have somebody dressed in a three-piece suit and a top hat or a fedora that, you know, they're walking around doing the same thing that people that saw this black robed scythe carrying because i mean you'll hear like sometimes this hat man pulls out a pocket watch sometimes he's carrying a blade uh ryan's quarterback for many years aaron Rodgers, he went on an ayahuasca trip and when he come back he started seeing the hat man everywhere holding a dead rabbit and a blade in one hand that's freaking crazy aaron Rodgers. also if you're listening to this i'm still trying to lock down an interview bro we need you on here uh for sure i love you but anyway, that's just something that I really wanted to throw out there because it's really interesting. And we talk about shadow people on here quite a bit, but the yeah. hat man is something that we've never really jumped into and covered a whole lot. So to me, that's just, that's extremely interesting about just that whole situation, the whole grim reaper type of, of entity. But anyway, sorry. I just wanted to get that out. No. No, so here we are talking about shadow people, and your microphone's acting crazy. Is it really acting crazy? I could hear every word you said, but like there's these spikes and noises. Really? Yeah. It was not. Did you hear that, Kate? Yeah, I just heard it that time. I didn't See, hear it before. <laughs> every time we talk about shadow people, stuff happens. Is it doing it right now? No. No, I didn't hear it that time. No, it wasn't even like constant when you were talking. It just happened like once or twice. It almost sounded like someone was pecking on the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> really fast. Huh. That's weird. Maybe, you, maybe you'll hear it in the replay when you edit. But Well, dude, it wouldn't be surprising. <laughs> Every time I say shadow people or shadow man <laughs> or if I say I... Oh, I seen my shadow and it scared me. Something stupid would start happening. Yeah. All right, Kate, you go ahead. I'm going to say a quick little prayer for the rest of the recording. Yeah. Everything will go good. I'm going to pray over my stuff here. You just keep right on trucking along. All right. So fast forward, I am out on my own at this point doing my thing. Um, and we are just you know, any nurses work with any nurses, but in a hospital, you know that we have to kind of help each other out a lot, um, especially on night shift. We don't have as, as much help as day shift has. So we kind of tag team. If our CNAs are busy, we'll get two or three of us and help clean, change patients, just help out any way we can. So that's exactly what we're doing. It's me and my charge nurse, and we were cleaning up a patient and she was facing the door and I had my back to the door 
and we're in the middle of rolling somebody, changing them, and she stops what she's doing completely. And I'm just sitting here like, come on, <laughs> like, let's go. We've got other stuff to do. So I look at her and I'm like, what's going on? Like, do you need something? You need me to hand you something? And she's just color drains out of her face. She's staring behind me at the door. And I'm like, what's going on? And she was like, I need you to turn around, but don't make a jerky movement. Like, I just need you to glance over your shoulder. (laughs) So I do. I'm freaking out. And lo and behold, he's standing in the doorway. And he's just casually standing there, looking in, facing me. I know he's looking in. I know I'm being watched. And at this point, hair standing up all over my body. I'm like, how did I not feel someone watching me this whole time? And I'm kind of stunned and I'm not trying to say anything out loud, not trying to spook the patient or anything. So I'm just standing there and I was like, I really don't want to turn my back on this thing again. I don't know what's going to happen. (laughs) I don't know if it's going to touch me. I don't want it to touch me. (laughs) So I keep my eyes on it and I'm like, well, maybe if I just ignore it, it'll go away. So I do a little close my eyes for three seconds, open it up. He's gone. The air in the room gets so much louder after that. Uh, It felt like I could breathe and I didn't even realize that I wasn't breathing. And it still gives me chills to this day because I've never had, I had up to this point, never had an encounter like this before. Never had something. I'd saw things walk past me. I had saw him walk past me, but he never paid attention to me before. And it was like I was being watched. And this was my first encounter where I was like, he's aware that I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're aware of each other now. It's not just me watching him. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like he's aware of people. If he's going to stand there and watch. Then again, he could have been looking at that. Did that patient make it? Yeah. Okay. And that's the odd thing. The In this instant, the patient that was the patient that wasn't going to make it was on a completely different hall. But it's always when someone is on the floor that is not going to. But the, and the thing that really confuses me, I guess, is I've never seen him in the actual room of that patient. Of that patient that is in this state or going to be in the state of dying. He's always just randomly in a hall or in walking between rooms. I've never seen him actually in the physical room of the patient that is so sick. (laughs) So Kate, I'm going to warn you, we're going to sidebar for a second because I've had like 32 epiphanies while you were talking. Okay. (laughs) So this is what my sober mind does. This is why I take edibles. But anyway, <laughs> so tonight I'm not. <laughs> tonight is just Ryan. So Justin, one thing I was thinking of, the hat man, if he can change hats, why can't he change what we see? And as we're dying, 
and we say, oh, there's grandpa. Hey, there's my wife. Hey, there's my husband. There's mom or dad. That's just what you needed to see as he helps you, as you transition. When she was talking about him helping the afterlife, I'd say, what does he care about the living? But maybe we fascinate him before we go. The other thing, I know you're going to chime in. Just give me a second, Justin. Go, go for it. Go for <laughs> it. What if I had it all wrong? Remember when I said time is a face on the water? Yep. And each event, maybe like the atom bombs and things, set ripples in the water. Yeah. And through the vibrations off string theory, what if, hear me out, it has nothing to do with the physical blasts, but the emotional spikes during those times. And what places could you think of have emotional spikes? Hospitals where babies are born and people die? What if schools it's like we just talked about last schools week? Schools that are so, schools. We talked about that last week. And what if it's not about anything physical? What if that emotional, like, you know, they always say that's where ghosts and time is stamped with emotional things that happen or what if that's what causes ripples in the pond? It had nothing to do with the blast in Hiroshima, but it had everything to do with the Mass chaos that ensued of emotions afterward. Is it my turn now? Yes, please go on. (laughs) I think that's extremely plausible. I really think it is because there's been studies done. I don't remember what the studies are called and I can't don't quote me on it. Just go down a Google rabbit hole and check it out. There's been studies done to where whatever instrumentation is there and used to to collect data on like a collective consciousness, right? Like something major happens, there's crazy spikes. Like this thing reads it, sees it, does all this different stuff. Okay, so we talk about how everything is energy, right? Everything's energy. Everything is made up of energy. Our brains are nothing more than an extremely fast-functioning computer. I mean, that's all they really are. We are brains in a spinal cord in a meat sack. That's what we are. That's, That's what we're made up of. That's what functions everything. So when our brains are sending out these signals, you know, they're, they're waves, they're brain waves. So it's sending this stuff out. So a thought, an idea, an emotion, any of this stuff, it's also energy. So if these things operate, just like you'll hear, you know, when people talk about, like, say, uh, just demons, the demonic realm, like, oh, well, these things feed on fear. Well, they literally mean they're feeding on your fear. They're gaining energy. They're getting stronger. They're able to manifest themselves in a certain way or move a certain thing or do something just ridiculous because of the amount of fear that, that 
is releasing from your body to this thing. So I don't think that you're far off if if there is and, and look at the state of the world. We always talk about why are things getting so crazy? Why are people seeing so many UFOs? Why are there so many cryptid sightings? Why are there so many hotspot haunted locations in the world? Why is everything just upticking and ratcheting it up like crazy? I don't advise this, but just turn on the news. No, don't turn on the news. That's why I said just I don't advise it. I'm just saying people are in a constant people are in a constant state of panic, of yeah. fear. Well, we aren't, but the news makes it seem no, unreal. I don't that's give why crap. I don't watch the news. I don't give a crap. I'm good. I got Jesus. Yeah. I don't I don't live with with you know, I don't live looking up, waiting on his return. I know that it might come any day. And if it does, I'm good. I'm ready. If not. I'm also good and ready. So I'm yeah. good to go. Yeah, the, the, um, that's why you don't turn on the news. They they would have you believe that nobody likes anybody, and I would have you believe that I work in one of the most diverse shops there are. I mean, black, white, Asians, Hispanics, uh, Middle Eastern doesn't matter. And guess what? We work together every day. We eat together every day. We play golf together every day. Uh, we tell each other good morning every morning. I love those guys. Uh, yeah. They're they're great people. But I'm so just it's saying it's not what they make it out to be. No, absolutely not. I'm just saying to your point, to yeah. your point, that these things may operate like a lot of these massive things. It may not be on a physical kind of level. It may be emotionally than then these these yeah, everything- rises. You ever think that governments of the world know that? And oh, they absolutely. do all these things to keep emotions on tension so much, and they use that somehow, and that's where I, these things come from? I think if we have studies to see the collective consciousness, then, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think Why they know they it. That for? Why they, they play that? on it. They use it. They know exactly what they're doing. And face it, what dictate what dictates people's actions every day is their emotions. Absolutely, there's nothing stronger. No, now fear is the strongest emotion. Nothing sells oh. like fear. No, it's easy. Yeah. I think you're dead right, man. I think you could be really, really onto something there. I really do. That's why we're not skirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, never skirt. We ain't skirt. Never skirt. All right, Kate. And we're back to you. We're back to Kate. Back to the show. We told you. I apologize in advance. No, you're good. I had, I had like 32 different thoughts going on in my head while I was still paying attention. So that's pretty good. <laughs> you're doing good. <laughs> I would have lost them within five seconds. Um, <laughs> so kind of moving on from the Reaper, the Hatman, whoever he is, he's... He's kind of done in my story for now. Um, So the more that I got into my career here, the more I started hearing little things happening around the hospital. It wasn't just on my floor. Um, So around this time, one of the supervisors had come up and we were just chatting they come and do their rounds and make the schedule for the next day with the charge nurses during all the shift and um, so 
they're coming up, they come up for just chatting and um, he's talking about how this crazy thing's been happening in one of the ICUs and that they had the floor above mine in the hospital is shut down. It used to be the psych ward and it is no longer the psych ward. There's still a padded room up there. It's got Christmas trees in it. <laughs> they kind of just use it for storage now. So um, any like extra equipment, extra beds, anything they store up there. So they had needed a, like a recliner. They went up there and got one and they had taken it down to the ICU. It just so happens and how, how none of us knew this until after the fact is a little crazy, but it just so happens that for a good two or three weeks, every single room that that chair went into the patient died. Holy schnikes. <laughs> and I mean, there's a lot that can be said about that. It is the ICU. They are more critical. I mean, but just my argument is just because you go to the ICU does not mean you're dying. No. <laughs> more people come out of the ICU than not. And it went on for, like I said, two or three weeks. They would move the chair to a new room after one patient was gone, clean, move to the new room, that patient. So like over the course, over the course of two or three weeks, like how many yes. patients are we talking here? Um, I think two or three. That's enough. And then More than one is enough. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, nobody believed it was anything. They were just like, Oh, these are ICU patients. But the supervisor was cre just creeped enough, just superstitious enough. He was like, that chair is going back upstairs. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> You're done, chair. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> that chair is three and oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <that's... laughs> Holy crap. Dang, man. That's um, creepy. That happened. And me being me and my friends now being my friends and us kind of collectively bonding on our love of all the creepy stuff happening. We decided to take a trip up to the abandoned psych ward. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, you crazy white girls. That's what y'all do at it. That's yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So um we waited till the witching hour, obviously. <laughs> oh my god. Obviously. And 3 a.m. right? 3 a.m. Yeah. We, oh. <laughs> we go, we get on the elevator, we decide to go upstairs and scope things out. You get up there and I'm telling myself it was all in my head this whole time. I still tell myself that, but I step off the elevator and it's just, it's different. It feels like there are eyes on you. It it feels like no other place in the hospital. And I tell myself it's just because I know it was a psych ward. <laughs> the stories, right? The stories. Yeah. So you've psyched yourself out. It's in my head. I know it was a psych ward for forever. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, yeah, this is heavy. I don't want to be up here long. They're like, we at least have to walk down each of the hallways. Like we can't just step off the elevator and get right back on. Like we're not chickens. Yes, I'm we can. Chicken. We can. Yes, can. <laughs> we can turn around. <laughs> I don't like it here. 
<laughs> so we're walking down all the hallways. We make our last trek down the last hallway. We're turning around. We're coming back. We get back up to the front desk area. And I'm sure you guys have been in a hospital, but we have the call light system. So when patients call out, it lights up above the doors. We get back up. They're flashing like Christmas lights down all the hallways. (laughs) (laughs) What? And I mean, the system is still up there. It's still functioning, but no one was at that desk. And there's no way through the system to make, you would have to go into every room and push the button to make it flash like that. Wow. I'm no electrician, but I don't think that's just an anomaly. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's the reason you get back on the elevator and don't walk down the hall. Yeah. <laughs> so this happens and I'm like, we're out. No, like elevator, pushing the button as fast as I can. <laughs> we get back downstairs. I've never been back up there again. I can't I say it. that I blame you. Yeah, I don't think I would. I hate it. Next thing actually, you know, you actually, here's a bub on your back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, here's what we're going to need you to do. Okay? <laughs> we we always talk about using extreme caution and safety on our end, but for you that are in these situations anyway, this is definitely what you need to do. Okay, you just need to throw it all out there, put it all on the line. Go uh-huh. up there, spend an entire night, set out with a your Ouija board. No, not with a Ouija board. Not <laughs> that, not with a Ouija board. I am not recommending that. They're made by Mattel. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care who they're made by. Mattel's the dibble. <laughs> you need to go up there with your voice recorder and you know your your video camera and all this different stuff. And you just need to start asking some questions like, hey, crazies, who's left here? We got to we got to figure out some stuff. We need some we need some prime evidence. Get out of here, you psycho. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't think I would know what they have to say. Yeah. Yeah, I was just joking about that. Uh, I wouldn't advise that. At all. You know, when all this thing started, Kate, I'm going to be honest with you. When this whole thing started and everything was like fresh and new and, you know, we were really getting into like these stories and these places and the paranormal. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of places that I would still like to go and check out and look around and do all this different stuff. And if something happens, you know, it just happens. But as far as doing the whole investigation thing, I would much rather sit here in my pooper studio and hear people tell stories about their investigations. See, you say that. And I was going to ask her, since y'all don't use that floor, do you think they'll let Appalachian intelligence come with some cameras and a spirit box? Okay. Well, I guess we're going then. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. You crazies get over here. You can't be killing everybody in ICU. What's wrong with you? The only one that I would really go investigate, and just because I've heard about it my entire life, and I'm talking like full-on investigation, is the orphanage over in Wise. And that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Yeah, Yeah, we need to get over there. Didn't Lance (laughs) say something about that before? 
Yeah, he did. Like we can get there. Yep. Oh shit! Son. Oh sorry. Oh crap, son. <laughs> trying to be respectful here. I keep slipping up. I bet Kate's never even heard a bad word in her entire life. Never. Oh well, never. filthy Ryan, you vulgar. <laughs> so to bring this filth onto the show. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, that's extremely, uh, we're just trying to lighten, lighten the, uh, up a really dark, scary situation because I have to do those things or I'm not going to sleep tonight. I do this and yeah. I hear these stories and I lay in bed and every noise I hear, I'm like, huh, what's that? What was it? Yeah. That's why I sleep with box band noises. <laughs> <laughs> me Blame too. it on that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, that's so. really weird. Yeah, it is. It it definitely spooked me, but it's still, it's not like my top. And I'll get into my top one, I guess, right now, because it's the next thing that happened. But um, so a few more months passed and we get another new nurse on the floor and he became one of our friends really fast. He just kind of fit in with our vibe Um, started going on our outside ghost hunting trips with us. Um, but we just so happened to be working down the same hallway one night and I was, I was on, I had this side of the hallway patients and he had the other side. We're just kind of making our rounds, doing our first initial checks on all the patients. And um, I'm just sitting there kind of like topping my stuff out. And I see him dart into a room, like just leave his cart and dart into a room. And then I hear like a commotion of the patient and him in the room. And I'm like, I don't, what just happened? So I go to check on him and he tells me, he calms down. He tells me that um, he was down towards the end of the hallway and towards the end of every hallway there is like, that's the only windows that you can see out. So he was standing there and he just had in the corner of his eye, he saw something through the reflection in the window and there's a chair in this other corner he saw a woman sitting with her elbows on her knees, kind of, kind of like in a morning position, head down, hair covering face. And he thought it was an actual family member. So he looks over to the actual chair instead of just looking through the window. No one's there. Holy crap. Glances back at the window and she's looking at him through the reflection. Ooh. All right, I just <laughs> I just got goose flesh. Me too, dude. <laughs> like, so, ooh. that's that's his side of it, and that happened probably mid August of last year. A couple of months go by. It's October. Um, I'd forgotten about it completely. I mean, it was just an incident that happened. Wasn't really thinking about it. We're in the same position again, and we're sharing that hallway again. <laughs> and I'm standing near the back where she was originally. That godforsaken chair is still in the same spot. <laughs> Don't know why we never moved it. Um, but I'm standing there. I just got out of a room. I'm charting on whatever I was doing, and everybody gets in that kind of. You're in your zone, you're working, you're focused. So 
I'm standing there, I'm charting, I'm looking at my computer and I see somebody walk up to me and that's nothing big. Patients, family members walk up to us all the time. Hey, can I have a Coke? (laughs) And I just, I'm not trying to be mean, but if I'm in the middle of a sentence or something, I ignore them for a second just so I can get my thought out. And then I will. So she's standing there. She's got long brunette hair. She's wearing a yellow sundress with flowers on it. It had spaghetti straps. And I don't know why that didn't like. It's the end of October. It's cold. (laughs) We live in the mountains. Why is she wearing a sundress but it didn't phase me at the time so I finished my sentence I I can still see her as clear as day she was pale slender brunette hair long kind of wavy and about my height so I finally finish the words come out of my mouth because I still think this is a real human (laughs) can I help you with something And by the time I turn around and finish my sentence, she's no longer there. Wow. Oh, my God. That is. Still still to this day, I cannot go down that hallway by myself. (laughs) We go as a team. (laughs) I don't like being there. I don't like being at the end of that hallway. If I have, there's a room back there that we have supplies in that we have to go get sometimes. If I have to go back there, somebody stands and watches guard. Like I can't be back there by myself. She was so real. I just knew it was a patient family member. And then I, I'm freaked. I leave my computer. I run to him. I run into his patient room that I have no contact with. And they're looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, I saw her. I saw her. And the patient's like, What'd you see? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This place is haunted. I'm signing myself out right now. So I'm thinking about it later that night. And I guess in my brain, I saw her walk up to me. But the more I thought about it, she just kind of appeared. I think I was telling myself she walked up to me. But the more I just sat and went over it and over it, it was she wasn't there. And then all of a sudden she was there. She was just there. Wow. Your brain can't process anything else other than her walking up to you while your yeah. thoughts were on that, what you were typing. Yeah. Yeah. She was there and then she was gone. But she was so solid and so real that I literally thought it was a human standing next to me. So much so that the words came out of my mouth. Can I help you? (laughs) I think it's also really interesting. The time frame here. You saying that it was the end of October. What's the end of October? Halloween. All Hallows Eve. It's it's what the ancients has been practiced and celebrated by a bunch of different cultures. Pagan cultures. As the day when. You know, the veil is just, or the time of the year, I'll say, when the veil is just thinner, whenever you can interact with these spirits and, and you know, the the people, the, the ancestors that have passed on before or darker things in different areas of witchcraft and the occult, 
you know, they people use these these dates, these times. And I think it's extremely interesting that, you know, that's when this happened. The most vivid account mm-hmm. that you and I mean, I know that you've seen, you know, this hat man and all this other stuff, you know, probably throughout different times of the year. But yeah, this is something that even though it might not have been as like as fear inducing. I mean, somebody that you honestly know that's there and then they're not there and never were. Yeah. That's going to leave an impact. That leaves a mark. I mean, something's something's going on. You know, even if even if it's this little brunette lady in a sundress that may have not meant any harm at all, still. Yeah. That's definitely I don't know. I just think the timing is really is really interesting. It just being the end of October, you know, close to yeah. Close to that that day of the dead. Yeah. I don't know. And she's the only not that I I don't it's gonna sound weird if I say I feel bad for her. She's the only one that I I wouldn't mind seeing her again. She's the one that I feel like she wants to say something. <laughs> like she I mean she showed herself on two separate accounts to two separate people so vividly. I just feel like she wants to communicate, but also I'm too terrified to <laughs> try. <laughs> yeah. Next well, time I'm... she just appears, don't even look that way. I just want you to rabbit punch real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it turns out to be a family member or a patient, I mean, that's the risk we have to take because. <laughs> don't come up on me like that. <laughs> yeah. Listen, there's ghosts in these halls. Don't walk up on me like that. Yeah. He's got Judy right in the skull. I'm yeah. telling you, uh, one time at work with Justin, I tried to punch a ghost in the face, but that's no lie. But this guy's never had any paranormal encounters. <laughs> it wasn't a ghost. I made a joke. It was, man, man, it was gravity. Man, <laughs> can't see gravity. <laughs> you can feel it. <laughs> But no, I think by I don't know I don't know which well, I don't want to be a, wouldn't want to be a part of either one of them, but I don't know which is scarier. This lady being like right up in your grill, like she was standing there right <laughs> off your shoulder, or the dude seeing her in the mirror and not in. I have this weird thing with mirrors anyway. I I, yeah, I, I have this weird thing <laughs> with mirrors sometimes. Like if I if it's late at night, like when I when we get done recording tonight, before I go to bed, I'll step in, I'll use the bathroom, brush my teeth, all that stuff before I lay down. But some nights I can't look in the mirror. Like I just have to look down, do my thing, get out. <laughs> and I don't know, like in, in, in my bathroom, we don't have a we don't have a blind. It's it's really raised up. It's it's on the first story. But it's probably like, I don't know, eight, nine feet off the ground. So if anybody goes by the bathroom and can see in the window, it's Bigfoot. I mean, that's that's it. Yeah. Bigfoot or uh stilts. Shack. I mean, that's 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 what we have. <laughs> so we don't even put a blind or anything up in the bathroom there, you know. Number one, and this is gonna get a little personal, maybe TMI, but I like being able to sit on the pooper. And look outside at the field, you know, watch deers going through the field and birds 
Uh, that's, that's that's a peaceful thing to me. That's awesome. So <laughs> that might have been TMI, but uh, we don't have a blind. But some nights I would rather stand there and look out into the dark, you know, a, down at a building that I've actually seen something step out from behind before instead of looking in a mirror. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's weird. So if I, would, if I had been this dude and I had looked in this mirror and seen this lady looked over and she wasn't there that I could visualize in real time and then look back in the mirror and she's looking at me. I probably would have been in ICU. <laughs> or at least the dressing room. <laughs> His pants would be ruined. Yeah. But I mean, that would be terrible. To me, those lights that lit up. Yeah. If you guys walked in the hallways, like, what in the world is going Whatever on? Whatever that is, has some power to it. <laughs> yeah. And that doesn't mean there's multiple entities. It could be that one. Yeah. God, that's yeah. terrifying. It's all the energy. Batman right? is everywhere. It's, it's all, all energy. Not. I, I would imagine there. Do you guys have a temporary morgue there also? Mm-hmm. Any stories from the morgue? No. Oddly enough. See, there that backs my thoughts I've had before, Justin. Like morgues are just places where empty shells are. Kept. Well, I've like, thought about that. That's not the place of tragedy. I've thought about it. Right. You're exactly right. If. If I. OK, by, by some chance, let's just say, because I have a bunch of different thoughts on this. and I know that you do and Lance does and everybody has their own ideas. But let's just say. That I died and some part of me that my spirit, my consciousness my what my whatever is able to kind of hang around and check out what's going on i'm not going to be standing around my dead body looking at me laying there thinking about all the crap that i should have done in life and what a big screw up i am i'm not going to be looking at other dead people down there because they're still going to give me the creeps (laughs) even after i'm dead i'm going to be at the vending machines yeah that's where you'll see me. I'll be haunting the vending machines. You'll get that. You'll you'll push. You'll push a three, and then all of a sudden, this ginger face is going to pop up in the glass right in front of you. <laughs> I'm going to the White House to see if I can score some of that Hunter Biden coke. What if you can't get there? But, though? What if there's limits? What if you can uh, only stay in a certain spot? Man, what if you can only spot. operate within a certain a certain like you got a leash on or like one of those uh, boundary collars, you know, like somebody's you can only go to a certain spot and then you get shocked if you take one more step. Well, what if you get to choose the spot, though? I, I don't know. They're choosing the White House because that's where all those presidential ghosts are. I don't know. I don't see Abe Lincoln haunting a whole bunch of places just around the world. I don't, like, I don't think Abe Lincoln was at the White House, was he? Yeah, oh yeah, a bunch of people have seen Abe Lincoln. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if that house had been built. Yep. Bunch of people have seen Honest Abe. No shit. Yep. I know there's a bunch of them that are supposed to haunt that place. Even one of them's wives, right? Or their daughter. Was it Roosevelt's daughter? Uh yeah, Roosevelt's daughter. Um, I don't know. There's supposed to be a bunch of them. I don't know. Bunch of I don't them. Know. That's right. Hunter Biden's seeing all of them. He's seen everyone. Oh. 
yeah. Why do you think he has to stay medicated, man? He has to. Hey, you know what? <laughs> it's legal in Vancouver. It let just leave him alone. Too bad the White House isn't in Canada. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, another sidebar <laughs> tangent. Okay, back to you again. All right. Um. So, probably the last major thing that's happened at the hospital. Um. There was. And this is on a different floor. We get floated quite often. Um. But there was a patient that had been in this specific room for like a month. She <laughs> just been there forever. Um, and it was a room that the call out system didn't work. So they always had to actually use the physical telephone to call out to the desk if they needed something. Um, so been there for a long time, very sick. And ended up, unfortunately, passing away. And I'm working down there. It would probably been a week after that person had passed. And I'm sitting at the desk in the middle of the night. And there's no one in that room. It hadn't been filled. We had a low census that night. We weren't really getting any admissions. And the phone rings out from that room. And I go to answer it, just like gut reaction, (laughs) not thinking. I mean, each floor has 30, 40 patients. Like I didn't think about the room number. I go to answer it, pick it up. Can I help you? And it just sounds like mumbling on the other end. So I say it again, maybe thinking they don't have it up to there. Can I help you? Nothing. Just like the faintest, almost like, just kind of like staticky interference, but you could tell that it was like a voice on the other end. Couldn't really make out anything they were saying. So I hang up and I start to go in the room and one of the other nurses down there was like, what are you doing? I was like, patient just called out. It's going to go check and see what they needed. I couldn't really hear. No one's in there. It's like, okay. I know it's that room. It just called out. Yeah, that's been happening since this person passed away. They were getting multiple calls and not from that room. And it's only static or that mumbling on the other end. You know, and also (laughs) they're so close to that secret squirrel place by Lance and relatively close to the Hadron Collider in Tennessee. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you guys got so much shit going on right there. Like, it, I'm surprised it's not chaos with Wolfman and Bigfoot just running rampant in the streets. <laughs> well, if you get a little closer to that particle accelerator you're talking about, there's been a whole lot of stories of Wolfman running in the streets. Yeah. I don't want my particles accelerated. Well, if you look at the Tri-Cities area, though, like where Kate's talking about, you know, I'm not going to give a specific location because I don't know if she wants to do that or wants that known or whatever. But if you just talk that Tri-Cities area, dude, there's a lot of history there, man. There's a whole lot of history. 
and a whole lot of hauntings. I mean, just lack of a better word. There's a whole lot of weird stuff that goes yeah. on out there. It's it's crazy. So, Kate, let me ask you a question. Yes. How how old is this hospital? Um, I don't know the exact founding date. It's older, though. It's one of the oldest in the area. That's what I was I, thinking. Yeah. I was thinking it was it was quite a bit older than than some of the the hospitals and institutions like around the area. And again, I mean, it's just one of those things like, you know, this is a place like Ryan was talking about that so much energy and emotion has passed through. I mean, so many deaths, so many births, so many close calls that, you know, you guys and, and the awesome medical skills that you have save somebody that are, you know, the Reaper's right there with his arm outstretched, ready to take. And you guys save them. And so you have jubilance, you know, for a whole family, for this person. Like, there's so much emotion. There's so many ups and downs, you know, and I'm. It's just one of those places, like Ryan was saying, you know, it's one of those places that. How could there not be some form of activity going on? I mean, it's just. I mean, you talk about imprinting on history, like all these events. That's what supposedly why you can see Civil War ghosts and things like that, because it was imprinted in history. Through not through the actions, the physical actions themselves, but the emotional toll it took on everyone involved. Yeah, the that's energy released. Yeah, the so energy that's what released. I was, that's just what I was thinking there. What a man! Parallel universes, string theory, and all that. What if it has nothing to do with science, and it's all has to do with that's what triggers these emotional roller coasters, if you will, these bumps, these spikes. It's nuts, though. It's nuts to think about. I mean, it could all be a spiritual thing. You know, everything that we're talking right now could all be a a completely spiritual thing, you know, no matter what we're talking, the sciencey parts of it that we're talking, you know, energy and, and, and all this different stuff. I, I don't know. It's just, Kate, we like to theorize on here. A lot of times we're, we're a, a bunch of idiots that like the idea of just pondering on all of this different stuff. So, I'm going to ask you mm-hmm. now, you know, you said you grew up in church. You grew up with the belief systems that you had. Um, you know, you didn't really believe in ghosts growing up and, and being in, a, you know, being in a church and being in here and all this different stuff. So what do you, because we just had a long, long conversation last week that's over on the Patreon, me and Lance and John. What do you think that ghosts are? I don't know. Um, I've thought about this a lot, just kind of growing up and having these experiences and kind of shifting my point of view, I guess. Um, 
because I mean, I did grow up with that belief system and I did grow up thinking that these things were not real and I shouldn't believe in these things because the Bible is truth. And where I am now, I still struggle with like, what am I seeing? Because I don't, I don't think that every spirit in the world is a demon anymore. Like I feel like it would feel like they're not just going to come up and be like, Hey, and then disappear. <laughs> like, if it's something malicious, it's out for something. It wants your energy. It wants your soul pretty much. I mean, and I, that's not the feeling that I guess I'm scared to death whenever I see this stuff, but that's not the feeling that I get from them. I don't know. I've pondered a lot if it's just an echo of who that person was. Just kind of a moment stamped in time that we're seeing. But then again, I backtrack on that because if it is a moment stamped in time, why are they interacting with me? Why am I not just seeing like a movie play of something that happened at the moment of their death? That's a good question. So I don't know. I wish I knew the answers. <laughs> I don't think I'm meant to know the answers, but I wish I did. I'm extremely curious. I always have been, and I beat myself up for that as well, because <clears throat> I've also always been told not to question God. God has the answers, and I'm not to question that. And I question. <laughs> it's okay to ask questions. I don't think you're questioning God himself. It's yeah, it's a general, you know. Just wanting to understand. He made us. I think he knows what we're like. Yeah. So questions are okay. I think. Yeah. I've never found, I've never found anywhere in the Bible where he says, do not question me. (laughs) It does say seek and you shall find there. I mean, I think those questions are part of the human experience, right? It's why God, it's why we are different than every other animal on earth because we have cognitive ability to be able to, come up with these questions, experience these things that cause these questions, and then ask the questions. Now, are we ever going to get the answers? <laughs> probably not. Like, I'm, I'm with you, Kate. I'm probably never going to know. We're going to come yeah. up with all these great theories and all these ideas and have these really fun conversations about it. But I think it's part of being human. that we have these questions and we're searching to try to find these answers. And that's what separates us from every other creature here. And like, I'm sure that dogs and cats and lions and bears could care less about seeing ghosts. Right? They don't, yeah. Maybe they see them, but don't care. Yeah. <laughs> they have watched it. That's just part of it. Just what it is, right? They don't any concepts of it, whatever. But we can like take a second and be like, hmm, why is this here? Why is this happening to me? And what's the reason behind all of it? Um, and I think it's the great mystery of the human experience. And I think there's, 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 and this is coming from a guy who's much like you, Kate. It's, been in church since like day three of life. Like I don't, I can count on my hand the number of services I've missed. Right. Um, and the same thing with our kids, like Haley had Piv on Thursday. We were in church on Sunday. Like that's just what we do. Um, and grew up the same way you did. Like you don't talk about ghosts. You don't talk about Bigfoot. Uh, not that we didn't, but like know that obviously there's a spiritual realm, but we just didn't talk about it like this because it, we just didn't. Right? Just didn't right? so then I had all these. <laughs> Then I have all these questions um, and then start to experience stuff uh, because because of Justin, essentially, it's his fault. But I, I, got, so I had 
I had these questions that started to pop up and I was like, why is this here? Like, why is, what, what is going on? And then, so I just kind of much like you just kind of went on a ride and figured out, Hey, you know what? I'm going to try to do what I can to figure out these answers and talk about yeah. it. And I'll probably never know, but I want to make sure at least, you know, well, I'm asking, I think it's, it's, it's healthy. It's a good thing to be asking question God sometimes. Why, why are things the way that they are? Yeah. I'm pretty sure the apostles had a lot of questions for Jesus. I'm pretty sure they're in yeah. the book too. Mm. And we yeah. think about how many times Peter and Paul, Paul, Peter, and then Paul later on, like, there's numerous times where they're just like, what, what is going on? Like, why is this happening? Yeah. Why are you putting me through this? Don't put more on me than I can handle. Like, and then did God answer the question? Nope. <laughs> Jesus knows the time. Just ask another question. And it's just kind of how he operated. Um, Shoot, to, uh, there, was, part of, there was one time Elijah screamed out to God and said, look, I just want to die, bro. Just take me out of here. I just want to die. And God said, look, son, go take a nap. Take a nap. <laughs> eat a Snickers. Go eat a Snickers and get over yourself. Go Hungry. eat a Snickers. You're not Hungry. yourself, Elijah. Why <laughs> Grab a Snickers. You're not yourself when you're hungry. No Elijah. free ads. <laughs> we That's just... the part they left out in Job. <laughs> Shut up, Job. Eat a Snickers. You're so like Elijah. That's <laughs> I can't even put this in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, real quick, real, real fast. Did y'all see my camera glitz out and go crazy fuzzy there for a minute? And that's just because I may have may or may not have mentioned Bruno. You did. It's exactly when you did it. And you know, the (laughs) only other time this whole episode that Bruno was kind of mentioned in a roundabout way, my mic started going nuts. Nothing's went out. Nothing's, but way earlier, my mic started going crazy. Apparently, these, I mean, these guys said it did. I didn't hear it. And then as soon as you said, I never had any paranormal experiences except, well, when I was with Justin, it was all Justin's fault. Boom. Camera. It's so freaking weird. It's to the point now that it's just like, if we mention it, it's going to happen. I blame Justin that I think the way I do now. Well, I mean, look. All we try to do when we come here together, when we have these guests on, is just expand our minds, right? Expand our ways of thinking and our avenues of of belief and understanding. And, you know, we know that people see these things. Why? Why do they see them? What are they? Why are they coming around? And because, look, here's the thing. If we have a hundred guests and 99 of them are just flat out feeding us a bunch of BS. It's just total nonsense. Not saying that they are, you know, I believe every word that Kate has said here tonight, but if 99 out of a hundred come on here and feed us just straight nonsense, total lies, there's still that one that was telling the truth. And that busts the whole paradigm. Yeah. It only takes one. It only takes one. It only takes one Bigfoot to prove there's probably more out there. Yeah. Let me ask you this question, too. And I might, you may have already mentioned this. I may have missed it. So, previous of you having these experiences, when you like, watched Ghost Hunters or heard about stories or whatever, was your worldview like, that's probably just a demon? 
Um, yes, or completely just fake it. Like, yeah, so somebody just made it up, right? Yeah, somebody just made it up. <laughs> yeah. some, you know, some cockamon story. To, but the, the the few instances, I guess, where you're like, oh, maybe that's true, you just kind of yeah. liken that to it's probably a demonic entity causing trying to. Yeah. And then post having numerous experiences, you now are more under the impression that, yes, there are still malicious things out there that are demonic, but the yeah. ones that are not malicious are something entirely different. Yes. It, I love it, Jason. I love it. I love it. Bill Baggins is fake. What was that, Ron? I said, I agree with Kate. Bilbo Baggins is probably fake. (laughs) (laughs) Bilbo is definitely real. Okay. I mean, Zach. Zach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I knew knew what he was doing. Thank you, Lance. (laughs) I knew what you were doing, too. You ain't fascinating. Go ahead. Sorry, Jason. I was just gonna tell Ryan he ain't fooling nobody. We knew what he was. We knew what he was leading with. It's it's, it's such a fascinating conversation for for us and for me and just personally for me to have because, like, even now having heard not all of your experiences, but the majority of them, I sit here for a while with my mic off that when you interrupt you while you're carrying on. Um, but even now, like having heard so many of these, I have. Such a problem, not a problem. I have, I have trouble myself saying that every entity that we experience is not demonic, right? I grew up the same way. If it is of the spiritual realm and it is not angelic or godly, regardless of what it was, it was something demonic because the scripture says to be absent with their bodies, be present with the Lord. And if you're not present with the Lord, then you're going to hell. That's two places you go and you die. Right. And I can see you shaking your head. You, you exact same train of thought that I've had and still have. Like I still have when I hear ghost stories or hear these uh, entity uh, experiences. Yeah. Um, I know people are telling the truth. Like I, I 100% know that you experienced there. You're not telling, you're not feeding us a line. So how do I wrap my worldview around those experiences? Right. And this has happened now several different times on this podcast and to other people that I know. And I just, I don't know, man, it's just so, it's so hard to take a stance that I have lived with essentially for 34 years and even alter it a little bit to say that, because in my mind, listen to you, right? And I'm trying to, I'm trying to fit that, those stories into my box, right? And I initially, when we began to kind of talking about to listen to some of them i was like okay okay how does this fit how does this fit right in my and then a lot of times how i'll try to explain this to people is the non-malicious entities i think are let's put it this way you have a you have people who have pit snakes right where am i going hang on i'm going I, i've got a point to this people <laughs> who have those big pet snakes and you see them like laying in bed with them right and you, you've all seen pictures of those huge snakes, like, and like, oh, so cuddly, lays in the bed with me. But we know the natural instinct of a snake, especially as big python and stuff, is that they lay next to the person they're with because they're getting comfortable with them to size them up to eventually do what to them? Kill eat them. Squeeze them and eat them, right? So what I have tried to, I try to take a non-malicious entity and say that, and this, again, this is 100% my theory, right? And 100% my explanation for these experiences that I hear. It may not make any sense, but I think it is much like that snake. This demonic entity is just kind of giving you 
some comfort, right, to get you never never get used to it, but to kind of get you more aware of this spiritual realm. Now, I'm not saying that you have a demonic presence following you. That's not what I. That's not what I'm saying, right? That's that's not that's not where I'm going with this. But I think that that's like a level of things that they do to expose themselves to us so that we can be more kind of aware of what they're doing. And I think the more, and we've said this before on the show, on the show, like the more you look into this stuff, right? The more you stare into the abyss, the more the abyss stares back at you, right? And the more you learn about these things, the more things they learn about you and they kind of find ways to reveal themselves more and more and more. But then we hear all these friendly ghost stories and it's just like, it doesn't really fit that paradigm either. Like it's such a hard thing to explain. Um, but it's such a, a great thing to just converse about. Sorry, that's a tangent. I don't know why I went on it. I hadn't talked much. No, you're good, man. <laughs> you're yeah. good. And if the Hill folk, if any of y'all out there want to hear a an extremely eloquent, biblically referenced debate on everything that Lance just said right there, you can go check out our last Hollerback episode over on Patreon at patreon.com slash Appalachian underscore intelligence. Get your get your spiritual show out too. If you're gonna listen, it got deep. <laughs> it got really deep. It got really deep. But you know, I will I will say, Lance, I will say we've had a couple comments and people reach out and say, you know, they appreciated the conversation, that it was handled extremely well, that there was no arguing, there was nothing but respect, you know, all the way around. And it it was a debate. Like it really was a debate. I mean, it was it was a good conversation, but a couple of those people said, you boys make me want to open my Bible back up and dive in. And I think that's awesome. I think that's really cool that while we're on here talking about all this weird stuff, we still have the opportunity, even when we're still talking about weird stuff, just weird Bible stuff, to make people want to dive back into the word of God and uh, to find out what we're talking about, where we're pulling this stuff from. So I just want to let you know that too. Like it was, it we went deep, but it was well received so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, okay. All right. Before we jump off here, <clears throat> we appreciate you so much. Number one, for sharing all of these stories. I know that it's an extremely hard thing to do. I know that being vulnerable and stepping out and sharing these stories, especially on a, on a public forum, on a public platform, I know that's a hard thing to do. So we greatly appreciate you doing that more than, than we can even really express. But before we jump off here, there was one thing you mentioned in your email that I have to know the story behind. Oh, God. <laughs> and that's the creepy donkey. Or oh, the spooky gosh. donkey. Okay. Or what, let's, let's, what was the exact words? What was the exact words of that? Hold on. Let me find it. A spooky donkey. Spooky donkey. Yep. Kind of like the wonky donkey. <laughs> I don't think so. It doesn't okay. involve Madonna, does it? <laughs> So I have to give you guys credit for this entire adventure because <laughs> I've been going back and listening to previous episodes whenever I'm bored and there's not an episode. 
that is new. I've already listened to the new one for the week, so I've been going back and listening to episodes. So my friends and I decided to go ghost hunting <laughs> probably about a month ago. We went to Big Stone and we went to Williams Hollow Road. <laughs> oh, snap. It was a bus. <laughs> it was a complete bus. Um, we have a new coworker that's from out of the country and we took her with us. So we all pile into my car and there's so many of us that I've got the like third row up. <laughs> we go and we sit there for a good hour on Williams Hollow Road. And I just knew this was going to be the one. Like, I just knew I was going to see something. <laughs> and we sit there for an hour and nothing happens. So I'm disappointed. And we start making this trek home. I'm driving. It's three or four in the morning. <laughs> I'm exhausted because we always plan to do this literally the day after we get off of work. So I've been up for over 24 hours at this point. I'm driving. I'm exhausted. We get back into the, I don't even know if we were in Virginia still or if we were in Tennessee. <laughs> I don't know where I'm at. And, um, one of my friends who is from the Kingsportish area is like, I know a shortcut to get back home. He doesn't know a shortcut to get back home. <laughs> so I'm driving down this two lane road in God knows where, Virginia, Tennessee. And all I'm passing are churches. Like it's church, church, church. And I'm like, we're lost. He's like, no, I know where we're at. Keep going. I'm driving. I'm like, you really don't know where we're at. Like all I'm passing are churches. There's no way, like no signs, nothing. I don't, I'm like, you really don't know where you're at. We would have come out off of this road by now. So we keep driving a little bit and he finally gets the nerve to be like, so Kate, I don't know where we're at. So I'm lost. And I don't have my GPS pulled up. My phone's on its last leg. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to pull into the next church that we pass because that's all I'm passing. <laughs> and I'm going to try to get my GPS on my car pulled up so I can get us out of here. <laughs> so it just so happens that the next church that I pull into, because I have the worst luck in the world, has a graveyard beside of it. <laughs> so I pull in. And I park the car and I am pulling with my GPS. My, the other coworkers in the main back, she's sprawled out in my third row asleep. Everybody else is asleep except for me. One in the passenger seat and my friend that got me lost. And I'm just sitting there and I see movement in my rear view mirror. And I'm like, I'm sitting in front of a graveyard and I'm going to get haunted. <laughs> I can't do this. Like I don't do graveyards. I don't visit family members at graveyards. I just, I can't. It's just a thing. I don't do graveyards. I will not do a ghost hunting adventure at a graveyard. So I see the movement. I'm like, eh, ignore it. So messing with the GPS again. And then side mirror I see the movement again and I look over and when I tell you my heart dropped <laughs> I was like 
And then I look closer and I'm like, that's a donkey. (laughs) (laughs) So I audibly say donkey really loud. And it wakes everyone up. And they're like, what? I was like, donkey. (laughs) They were like, are you okay? (laughs) I was like, there's a donkey. (laughs) And my friend that got me lost, he says, where? And I said, right beside of you, like he's sitting behind me. And he looks over and it's staring in the window at him. (laughs) And then it comes up to me and it just sits there and it stares through the window at me for a good two seconds. And then it goes up into the graveyard and starts, I kid you not, eating flowers. (laughs) Holy crap. Wrong move, donkey. Wrong move. Yeah. So he's been dubbed Spooky Donkey. We um, finally made it home. And there was actually a post on Scanner Food about a donkey going awry in this (laughs) random town that I'd never heard of that I was apparently lost in. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That That is awesome. so funny. Like, I know that donkey. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I'll do, I'll do, donkey. I'll do. <laughs> oh, I for sure would have rolled my window down and said that. Oh yeah, I, for sure, absolutely. I'll do, donkey. Now like, he's a on- now he's a singing, talking, haunted donkey. Yeah, <laughs> I went on this round the state trip to find a ghost, and I found a donkey in a graveyard. So, <laughs> well, that's what an what an ass. <laughs> Sorry, (laughs) the dad's back. The dad's back. (laughs) Okay, just because it's something that we are going to be covering, okay, and probably going to be covering in our next episode since it's been voted, it's received the most votes in the poll over on Patreon for our next topic. Uh, well, part of our next topic. Sensible Tunnel. Yes. I've been there probably three times now. Um, I'm not going to lie and tell you that it's not creepy. It is. It gives a creepy vibe. Uh, the first time I went, because everybody that talks about it, they're like, it's in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing around. Um, it is in the middle of nowhere, but there are houses everywhere. So... I don't know if my creepy vibe from sitting in this tunnel in the dark with the windows down and the lights off, just hoping to hear a baby crying or a woman or all the 10,000 other things that people say that you hear. Or if the creepy vibe's coming from Papa down the street's going to come out with a shotgun and get me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just that kind of backwoods no trespassing kind of feel but i mean it's it's most definitely creepy it's something that i wouldn't say don't go it's a good one-time experience do i wish i would have went back two other times no because i never see anything but i believe that people have seen stuff maybe i'm just there the wrong time i don't know but it does have a creepy feel there's graffiti all over it. <laughs> and it's not as long of a tunnel as you would think it is. It's I expected to be 
like not be able to really see the other end, but it's probably the length of my car twice. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But it's definitely worth, I guess, going to see it. Well, it'll creep you out. That's some ammunition for when we cover this coming up soon when we uh, talk about haunted Kingsport and a mansion and this tunnel and a couple other little things going on uh, as voted on by our kinfolk over on Patreon. We appreciate them. And Kate, we appreciate you a ton. This has been a blast. I've really enjoyed hearing all of your stories, all of your experiences. I don't like to call them stories because it, it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like it's fiction. I enjoy, let me rephrase that. I enjoy hearing all of your experiences, all of your encounters, and more than anything, I love hearing your thoughts on the matter. I love hearing about people that have these experiences, how they kind of play this out in their own being, you know, in their own mind, because, you know, I'm a little different than you and Lance. I, I did grow up in church, but I didn't believe a word of it. I thought it was the biggest storybook ever written. I didn't come to Christ until my mid to late, 20s well mid 20s mid 20s is when i came to christ and then for me it wasn't one of those things that well i've believed this certain way no i believed this other way for so long but now i believe in the god of the bible i believe that jesus is who he says he is and i know what scripture says about these certain things but i also know what i've experienced i also know all these other stories that i've heard and all these other theories that are out there so i really appreciate hearing people expound on their experiences and their thoughts on that and their belief systems behind it because i've i had to do the same thing you know it's something that just like lance i still do every single day you know is is look at these things and you know, I look at everything. I look at the world through a biblical worldview and trying to fit all this stuff in there. But the great thing about it is most of this stuff, you can back up scripturally. I mean, it. you may be able to back up another side of it scripturally in another part and, and here and there. And that's what makes it so interesting and so fun to talk about. But anyway, I'm getting off on another tangent, another diatribe here. I just wanted to say how much we appreciate you, how much we appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule and being here with us and being so easy to work with and getting on here. We appreciate you listening to the show and, you know, tuning in to these episodes and listening to hopefully you're tuning in for the guests and not us knuckleheads because <laughs> we have no idea what we're talking about. Uh -oh. Nope. But is there anything at all, any last comments, anything you want to share before we jump off here? I think we've about covered it. Good deal. Okay. We appreciate you again so, so much. Thanks for spending the time with us. Lance, Ryan, I love you boys. Love you, mean it. Love you boys. Another good one in the bag. 
another fantastic guest. Remember, Hill Folk, you can check us out on all of our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Those will be listed in the show notes. Check us out over on Patreon at patreon.com slash Appalachian underscore intelligence. Come and help us out a little bit over there if you feel led to do that financially. Uh, we try to give back with some bonus content and a couple little different perks and things here and there for you. Um, you know, we've got a lot of stuff planned for the future. And, and unfortunately, this is something that takes some funds to, to continue doing and to keep going. So anything that y'all do contribute is greatly, greatly appreciated a ton. Speaking of some of those plans, remember, get your tickets to 40 and Airwaves Supergroup Ultimate Podcast Conference in Ada, Ohio, October the 6th, 7th, and 8th. It's us, AI Boys, Hollow Sky, Crypts of the Corn, Uncomfortable, uh, Kill the Mockingbirds, and the Bump Podcast will all be uh, with that. Come check us out. Hang out with us. Spend a weekend with us. Uh, we'll have a lot of. Well, it'll be a blast. It'll be a whole lot of fun there. So be and sure to be go. Pancakes and there's pancakes. Absolutely. How can you say no I to mean, that? Pancakes and cornhole. <laughs> so be sure the link tree will be listed in the show notes to get all the information on that. Be sure to go check that out. Buy your tickets up quick because it is limited availability. There's only 200 tickets being sold. So jump on that as fast as you can. Uh. Send us your stories at Appalachian Intelligence at gmail.com. Please be sure to continue leaving those five-star reviews. It helps us out tremendously. And like we say every show, just share the show. Share the show by word of mouth. Share it to the people on your contacts. Share it to whoever and however you want to share it. Just get it out there. Because that's the only way the show grows, you guys. You Hill Folk have done a tremendous job of that over the course of the last year and a half. And I'm sure that you're going to keep doing it. We appreciate y'all so, so much. Tune in again here next week for some more. Sphincter tightening. As our boy Joe would say, (laughs) keep them butt cheeks tight. Keep those butt cheeks tight. And who was that guy? Talk shit to him about that. Farmer Kane. Farmer Kane, keep those butt cheeks tight, boy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Boys, love you. Love you, boys. Love you. Love you, boys. Love you, boys. Boys. (laughs) Love you. Hill folk, we love y'all. And until next time, we'll see y'all later. 